All right, we are back. Episode two of QC Fantasy. They haven't shut us down yet, so we're going to keep it rolling. We're getting into superlatives today, talking MVP, Rookie of the Year, and others. Fellas, excited to be back at it. How are we doing? Very excited. Ready to get after it today. Um, I'm awesome. I turned 28 on Saturday, so I'm, I'm a new man. I'm just a new man. You guys man. both had a birthday this last week. Happy yeah. birthday officially on the pod. Yes. The last week for the two of you. Q- QC Fantasy Celebration Podcast here. I won't talk about how old I am, working with some young people. So we'll uh, we'll just keep on rolling into some NFL news. Guys schedule release coming up May 12th. Going to give us a whole lot more to talk about when it comes to matchups. You guys know, especially for me with Daily Fantasy, what we're going to be looking at there. Yeah, always excited to see the schedule release. You know, you get to see some uh, quote-unquote hard matches or easy matchups that teams might get. Uh, I'm just hoping the Packers play uh, both of their Florida teams when I move back down there at the end of October so I can go to both of those games. Yeah, I was excited to see the leaked week two uh, Monday Night Football doubleheader with the Titans coming to Buffalo. I hope I hope I'll be able to make that, and then uh, Minnesota playing playing Philly. So we get uh, the Cook Brothers special week two on Monday night. Mm. Watch out for Derrick Henry. Yeah, he Very. plays football too. Very good. I will be totaling up how many losses the Panthers will have so I can try to figure out uh, if we're going to have the top one, two, or three picks in the 2023 draft. So that'll be that'll be what I'm saying. At least 14. Yeah, yeah at, at least, at least. And because the season's longer, that just means Panthers fans, we get to watch one more loss throughout the season. Um, so other than schedule, guys, a little bit of news. Uh, undrafted free agent Justin Ross from Clemson my area of the world um talking to reporters feels good wants to prove everybody wrong uh wanted to go to kc to play with mahomes and andy reed uh what do we think about justin ross in kansas city justin ross is all the hype right now i think he dropped out of the draft because of his injury that he had if i'm not mistaken um but right now he's just i mean i think i told you before we started i saw him go at the end of a third round of a rookie draft in a, in a five-round draft yesterday so the uh, hype wave is growing, and it's getting out of hand, but, uh, you know, I'm excited. Everybody seems excited for him, so we'll see. Justin Ross is, was actually one of my favorite uh, receivers coming out of the draft. He, he was so talented as, as a freshman, um, uh-huh. playing, with, playing with Trevor Lawrence, and he was on that, uh, I think it was that 2018 uh, national, yep. t- national title team for Clemson, and he was... He was electric. He was yeah. He was lighting it up, and then he did have an injury. I think his mm-hmm. sophomore year after after Lawrence had left, and then I'm not sure if he even played his junior year. He may have opted opted out entirely. But this kid is talented. Um, and when I saw that he signed with the Chiefs, it was definitely intriguing. Um, but he's kind of buried on on the on the depth chart. But we'll see how yeah, it plays out. It'll be tough. Yeah, that's my my concern in Kansas City. You know, it sounds great. We fall in love with landing spot, and then you look up, and pass catchers there are Kelsey, Juju, Skymore, MVS, Miko Hardman, mm-hmm. and who knows who's going to be catching passes out of the backfield, right? CEH. Um, you know, obviously Isaiah Pacheco. I mentioned last call my uh, dark horse there, but we'll uh, we'll see where it leads for him. So. Another big name out there circulating, Baker Mayfield, uh, still kind of in limbo right now. Where do we see Baker going, and wherever he goes, is there any impact in the fantasy realm? 
Well, I think if he ends up with Seattle, that, that, that would probably be the most ideal scenario in terms of a fantasy perspective because they've got, they've got the dynamic wide receivers there and Metcalf and, uh, and Lockett. And those guys would get a bit of a boost if Baker did go there. Um, I, I just I don't think anyone's going to trade for him at this point. Like we're, we're past the draft and we're well into free agency. So I think teams have a lot of concerns about his leadership ability. Um, and I, I don't know who's, you know, Baker's probably going to want to go to someone that's going to extend him, and I don't really see teams that interested in doing that. So it's yeah. at some point, Cleveland may just have to cut, cut him loose entirely. I definitely agree with all that. I think teams are waiting for him to be cut. Uh, Browns definitely, I think they even said that, uh, or he sources some sources close to the team said they don't want to do him any favors, uh, and that would be cutting him and a team or a team picking up his contract, anything like that. So a team can sign him cheap, but for fantasy Seattle would obviously be the best place. Uh, he's going to be better than drew lock or Geno Smith, whoever they've got there. You know, he's, he's going to do better than those guys. So for everybody involved, my DK Metcalf shares and my Tyler Lockett shares that I found out I have way too much of, uh, hopefully he goes there and can boost them a little bit. Maybe I can trade them off. See what happens. I think Seattle's the best fit, but, I Agreed. hate to break it to you, Graham. I think he may end up in Carolina. Yes, let's have Very a quarter, let's have a quarterback room of Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Matt Corral. Let's just get as many unathletic, mediocre quarterbacks as we can in that quarterback room. Uh, Matt Matt Rule, uh, I will not see you after this year, hopefully, and we can get moving in the correct direction. But. Speaking of the Browns with Baker Mayfield, uh, they are out on Jarvis Landry, not going to bring him back. Um, so where are we seeing for Jarvis Landry? And then we've got a couple other notable wide receivers that are still free agents, but let's uh, talk Jarvis first. I still think Jarvis would be dumb to not go to a team like the Packers. And not just saying that as a fan. I mean, he's a veteran wide receiver. There's now a bunch of young guys in that room. He'd definitely be seen as the leader. Uh, and then you get Aaron Rodgers to throw to you. I mean, what's not to love? Obviously, the Packers probably don't have a lot to pay him. But at this point in his career, you know, he's still not signed. You know, how much, how how picky choose can you be? So I, I think he needs to pick a team. The, the Packers would be the best fit for him, for fantasy, for the team. Uh, kind of like Baker to C- Seattle, just all around. I feel like Green Bay would be the best spot for him to sign. But still cricket, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, Green Bay could definitely use another veteran receiver on, on their roster. I think someone, to, a team to keep an eye on, though, is uh, the Ravens. Considering they just traded Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown, they're probably looking, looking for another weapon uh, for Lamar. And if Jarvis wanted, wanted to stick it to Cleveland a little bit, then it would be, it would right. be quite, the, quite the pair. Yeah, that'd be fun to see twice, twice a year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with Landry, we're also talking Odell Beckham Jr. Again, coming off the ACL in the Super Bowl. Uh, Julio Jones, still a free agent. Cole Beasley, uh, I will throw out the name Will Fuller as well, uh, just because we've seen him success when he is able to be on the football field. So um, talk with me about kind of Beckham, Julio, Beasley, and Will Fuller as well. Uh, Where do we see potential landing spots, maybe best fit for those guys? Cole Beasley, I I'm I'm really just not sure. I mean, he fit in very well with uh, with Allen and the Bills as as kind of Allen's security blanket, but I'm not really sure where he will where he'll fit in 
moving forward as what what is he like he, he's 32 33 years old and you know definitely old. towards the end of, end of his career um i can I'm see not... uh bill, bill belichick picking up the phone already to call <laughs> beasley and get him in there as a slot guy pull him in for the the west welker julian edelman role already maybe but i mean new england already has jacoby myers though kind of filling that filling that role the guy who plays in the slot and just doesn't score touchdowns um so I'm not really sure. He could return to Dallas and just retire there as well. See that since they lost Amari. I, I think the big thing to take note with all these decent veteran receivers that are still out there, whatever team they go to, let's hope it's not one of these top rookie wide receivers. And you hate to say it, but you know there goes their first season of development they get pushed behind one of these vets that uh, teams want to have the ball in their hands because they know what to do they want them to be a leader so let's let's just hope these yeah i wouldn't say the top couple guys you know the garrett wilson's uh, and the Traylon burks of the world but some of those mid the guys like i said even the packers with jarvis that that will really hurt watson and i think that's why people are still not really taking him till the end of the first round of rookie drafts uh, just tempered expectations for now. Let's say if he gets out of the woods clean with any of these veteran wide receivers, which I hope they don't do, uh, then I, I'm sure Watson will move up a couple spots in the rookie drafts. Graham, you brought up Will Fuller uh, a few minutes ago. Um, do you think, I'm not going to call it a conspiracy, but do you think the Browns closing the door on Jarvis Landry could mean that Deshaun Watson is recruiting Will Fuller to Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be really intriguing, right? You've got Amari Cooper, who is pretty good in an outside role or over the middle. And then if you want a field stretcher that Deshaun Watson has had a lot of success with in the past, right? That's a that's an easy, pretty, you know, plug and play with Will Fuller because you've, you've seen it before. Um, now with that, they've got Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz, who could also play that role. So does that get a little redundant with three of those guys on the roster? But, you know, you probably sign him for pretty cheap right now um with his his past and everything sure so you know worth a shot because i don't think there's any doubt he's talented and obviously in fantasy world you know he's he's had some big time games and put up some points for people with deshaun watson at that sure yeah i'd love to see it Good. Well, let's uh, not keep the people waiting any longer. We've gotten through, you know, some of the news that's been out there, some rumors, things like that. So rolling into our superlative. So going to lay out for everybody just a quick list, quick breakdown of what we're going to be covering. And then each of us are going to go through it. Now, keep in mind, Taylor's looking a lot at this kind of from the uh, dynasty standpoint, Chris from Redraft, myself from Best Ball. Um, but we're also going to have some conversation in here and pick each other's brains about why we chose these people. So talking fantasy MVP, bounce back player, a biggest bust, biggest surprise, a value pick, overvalued player, breakout player, rookie of the year, undrafted player of the year, undrafted in fantasy drafts, uh, most points in a game, a midseason gym, a trade for target as we head into the season, and then who our most owned player is going to be. So guys, let's kick it off with fantasy MVP. Where are each of us going here? I got I got one of my favorite guys, I think, of the past couple years, uh, Mark Andrews, Ravens tight end. Especially with the departure of Hollywood Brown, this pick looks even better now. Uh, it's 17.7 points per game last year in PPR, uh, totaled 301 points. He was on 20% of championship rosters at the end of the year. So if you had Mark Andrews as your tight end, there was a good chance you were getting deep in the playoffs. 
Uh, Lamar has even said that he, he keeps saying he wants to throw the ball more. He's not just a running back. He wants to shake that that stereotype that he's got that all, oh, all he does is run the ball. Uh, I think he's starting to get to that point in his career where he really doesn't like it. So I, I think Mark Andrews is going to be, even if they bring somebody in, I think he's going to be the guy in in uh, Baltimore for sure. Mandrews is definitely a, a quality pick. He's been Lamar's guy for, for a number of years. But I chose... Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose Josh Allen uh, for Homer. this year. Yeah, Homer. Uh, for, for a number of reasons. First, I think people are knocking Allen a little bit with the departure of Brian Dable. Um, but to be honest, I think that's only going to benefit Allen. I think, Dable, I think Dable limited him. Like, Allen is, has been awesome, don't get me wrong, but... Ke- he and Ken Dorsey, like Ken Dorsey is the guy that really brought Allen up. And now that he's the, the OC, I think Allen's going to have one of the best years of his career. Um, I think the emergence of Gabe Davis this year is, is a, as the number two guy is going to take a lot of pressure off of Stefan Diggs and just give Allen more to work with. Um, they replaced Cole Beasley with Jamison Crowder, which in my opinion is just a wash. And also um, the the rookie additions of James Cook and Khalil Shakir um, will will give this offense big play ability. So I'm really excited to see what Allen uh, produces this year, and he he is my uh, fantasy MVP. Yeah. So one. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I'm I'm also high on Allen, probably QB one, QB two this year for me. Um, you know, the tight end at MVP, tougher for me to get on board with, but I do see. You know, if this guy is far and away tight end hey, one, get right? Cheap. Yeah, far and away tight end one, and he is my tight end one, so I will give you that. Um, just thinking about the the position there and being an MVP, but what are you yeah. about to say about Allen? I was just going to say, there's one thing I'll say about him, uh, and you hate to say it about a player that's this good, and I will say he is still my quarterback one, but regression to the mean. The last two years, he's uh, in six-point passing touchdowns, he's scored basically over 470 points both times. So this is going to be a make-or-break year for him. He's either going to keep doing that this year, he's going to regress a little bit back towards, I mean, what's a bad year for Josh Allen, though? QB3, QB4, how mad are you going to be at that? But uh, but still, that would be the only thing that I would keep just in the back of my mind about about Josh Allen. I do think Mark Andrews is a really good MVP pick, though. Just using our league as an example, mm-hmm. um, like I came in second this year, but look at the other two teams, Amon and uh, and Blake, who who were in in the finals with me. If you look at their teams, Amon the who won, he had Mark Andrews, and Blake has Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So. The elite tight ends are are a huge advantage, um, mm-hmm. and and I think that's a really smart, smart pick. That that's also yeah. why I changed my most own uh, player for for championship rosters this year today. Yeah. All right, Graham, who you got for your MVP? All right, MVP. This was before the big news, and I'm keeping it after the big news just to to make more waves. So I am going Kyler Murray with my MVP Ooh. in fantasy football. So we're talking about of the guys out there in fantasy football other than Josh Allen that can throw the ball, run the ball, fantasy points, run for touchdowns, throw for touchdowns. You're talking Kyler and Lamar. Um we know Kyler wants his contract. He wanted it this offseason, didn't get it. There's some incentive there. We're going to throw in Hollywood Brown 
He's got somebody that can stretch the field for him. Um, and I mean, again, this guy elevated the play of a man by the name of Antoine Wesley, um, who I don't think anybody thought was fantasy football relevant. And here we are. Uh, and nope. then, you know, again, hoping that Rondell Moore takes the next step in his sophomore season. Um, and of course, you got Zach Ertz. They just brought in Trey McBride at tight end. Um, and. You know, you mentioned regression. I'm looking at James Conner specifically there, right? Tore up the NFL last year as far as touchdowns. So if two, three, four, five of those become passing touchdowns in the red zone for Kyler or rushing for Kyler, uh, he's he's set for a huge year this year. Yeah, I, I agree. He's got his boy Hollywood. He just needs to get those little legs churning, get that running, rushing yards, get those touchdowns, and he is easily going to be in the conversation for uh, for most points in, in the league, I'd imagine. Fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I just think it's the consistency with Kyler. Like those first eight, nine weeks, like he'll he'll probably be dynamic as always. But I think the back half of the season is where we're really going to find out if he'll be because if he can if he can keep up his his uh, his level of play for a full season, he will be fantasy yeah. MVP. Yeah, he he was easy MVP through week seven last year. He oh, was yeah. everyone's MVP. So I think you just he gotta, was, you just got to finish strong. He was MVP for the last through week seven for the last two seasons, I think. Right, exactly. Finish strong. Oh, yep. That's the that's the pick. All right, diving in. Bounce back. So, guys that either had rough years last year, maybe some injuries. Um, where are we going here, guys? Chris, who you got? I've got Juju Smith Schuster, um, the new love it, new Kansas City Chiefs wide wide receiver one or wide receiver two if you want to want to take Travis Kelsey as your as your wide receiver one but uh I think he's just gonna he's gonna eat up targets um you know, I don't think the Chiefs are gonna become a run heavy type of team anytime soon just because they added Ronald Jones um I I like Juju a little more with Tyreek Hill just because I think Juju fits that that WR2 role uh nicely when there's not as much attention on him but He's going to get a ton of targets this year, and targets from Patrick Mahomes usually mean scoring points. So Juju is my bounce-back player. So I'm really excited to see how he fits into this offense this year. Yeah. Yeah, all I'll say is this isn't the last time you're going to hear Juju's name. I'll say my piece later. Graham, who you got? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm going with a uh, Travis Etn. So another uh, Clemson product here on the show. Uh, obviously, we know of the injury that he had last year, uh, missed the whole season. He had a new staff, uh, but kind of happy. You know, no running back in the draft, no running back added in free agency. Clearly means there's there's trust there. James Robinson coming off an injury probably isn't going to be ready really for the first part of the year. Uh, so wheels up there for a step forward. I don't know how you can go anywhere other than forward after the regime, the coaching regime that was there last year. Um, but I think Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, uh, and obviously, you know, they've shown they really want to open up the offense with all the wide receivers they brought in. Um, so whether it's his rushing ability or pass catching ability, uh, looking for for a huge step here in what will really be his his rookie season. Yeah, I, I like Etienne. I, I think he bounces back nicely this year. I think they're going to get him the ball. I, I think a, a good year for Etienne's coming for sure. Yeah, Lawrence, Trevor's got uh, that a connection with ETN that you know going back to Clemson. So mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping for hoping for a bounce back uh, year for Travis because I I do like the guys from Clemson. Yep. All right, for my bounce back, this is my this is my one just gut pick 
for this list. This is I, I'm going with Saquon Barkley. It's just a gut feeling. He he played 13 games last year. Still not a full season, so still dealing with some injuries. He didn't look terrible. Um, I, I think he needed that year to kind of get back into playing game shape. You know, with playing two games the year before. He played 13 last year. Um, he's draftable in the third round. I'm pretty sure. Last I looked, ADP. So if you can get Saquon Barkley as your third player that you pick for your team, I just have a feeling he's going to come back and, and look great and easily at least be that RB two or a guy you can you can run as your RB one, especially if you're going like a some sort of modified zero RB where you start off with a you know two quarterbacks in a super flex or two wide receivers in a single QB and you can pick up Barkley in the third, I, I think it's money. Yeah. I don't think you can question the talent there. Right. I guess my, my one concern with Barkley is going to be the offense he's on, you know, are they going to be able to stay on the field? Are they going to be able to move the ball? Are they going to be able to score points? Um, but you know, if, if you get a fully healthy Saquon, obviously that will help any offense that he's playing on. Exactly. I yeah, Saquon is is really a conundrum at this point. I mean, he he's one of the most talented backs in the league, but as Graham said, you know, you, we just don't know the offense he's going to be playing with. Um, and also, the addition of Brian Dable, like, what is that going to do to this offense? Buffalo um, has yeah. not; they haven't consistently run the ball in a number of years, and they haven't really used their their running backs in the passing passing game. Granted, you know, they didn't have. Saquon versus, you know, like Devin Singletary, but do we believe in Daniel Jones? I, th- I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. And do we believe in this, this Giants offensive line? I think at the end of the day, if he's healthy, this Giants team is not looking good. They're just going to run him into the ground, throw the ball to him all the time. He's still their best offensive player. Give him the yeah. ball, sure. let him go to work. If he's healthy, he's going to eat. Yep, yep. Can't can't deny the talent. If he's on the field and healthy, um, he he's going to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So, diving into biggest bust here. So, uh, people that we're seeing, you know, a lot of hype around, um, and things that we may just not agree with. So, I'll dive in first. Biggest bust on my end is going to be Elijah Mitchell. Um, so guy that obviously drafted last year, you know, came out of. Pretty much nowhere. There were some people on him, but for the majority of fantasy players, you know, was picked up off waivers, dynasty, everything um, took off. And, you know, again, I think it goes back to in the 49ers offense, right? When was the last time we had somebody lead their team in rushing back-to-back years? Um, you know, obviously there were injuries involved with just Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. But, you know, I think part of that is also the way the way they play, right? They just run their running backs right up the middle. Um, and so that's, that's going to happen. And then you talk about Jeff Wilson being back healthy. They invested draft capital in Tyrion Davis-Price. You know, is Debo Samuel, if he's still there, going to be taking carries away? Uh, We've seen Jermichael Hasty have carries. Uh, I don't think much of Trey Sermon personally is a fantasy asset, but they drafted him last year. And then I think the big kicker is going to be if Trey Lance is the quarterback there, you got a rushing quarterback. Um, you know, he may be taking some runs out of the backfield as well. Or even if not, he's a guy that's going to look to tuck the ball and run rather than drop off to a wide uh, a running back out of the backfield. Right. When trouble when trouble happens. So for all those reasons, I just I don't see Elijah Mitchell being, you know, the RB one, maybe not even the RB two that people are thinking he can be this year. I think those are all awesome. Awesome points. 
about Elijah Mitchell. I mean, just the un- I love that you brought up number one Trey Lance. Um, you know, he he will take he will take a number of touches away from San Francisco running backs. But I mean, just as an example, last year in our league, I drafted Raheem Moser and Trey Sermon, and I thought I had this backfield on my roster and I couldn't have been more wrong as most are towards ACL week one. And oh, yeah. you were excited about that. I remember I was, and I was like, well, Trey Sermon, they saw him in college. He, he was very impressive at Ohio state and they drafted him in the third round. I'm like I got this. And next thing you know, yeah. he's <laughs> needs a healthy scratch and almost all the games this year. So it's just, it's really unpredictable. So I loved your butt. Yeah. I love your bus pick. Yeah, in that system, it's just it's the 49ers running back conundrum. It, it, it's going to be proven right until it's proven wrong, and it's always been proven right. Who's going to be carrying the ball? He Mitchell could even have a healthy game, but let's say Trey Sermon comes in and runs 12 times for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Trey Sermon's going to get the ball the next game most of the time until he has a bad game. I just don't want to touch it. you know. Unless I can get him at a value, I'm not going to touch it. So it's, I like that pick. My right. my biggest bust is DK Metcalf. It's it's really based all around the current state of the Seattle Seattle Seahawks. Um, you know, Rulak is their quarterback. I, I really see the offense just just collapsing completely. Unless if they trade for trade or pick up Baker Mayfield, um, you know, then I could change my pick. But for all that, like I love DK Metcalf. He he's so talented and has so much speed on the field, but it's hard to be consistent in fantasy if your team isn't in many scoring scoring opportunities. So I think people will take Metcalf too high just because just because he's talented, um, and and don't think uh, the Drew Lock situation will will affect him. But in the end, it it most likely will. Yeah, I gotta know who's throwing him the ball, who's throwing DK the ball. That'll that'll uh, sway my opinion greatly. Yeah, and I think the the good news is is you know the fantasy world has adjusted to the QB situation, so it's not like you're paying for DK where you normally would. Um, but I still think if you have to pick one of those wide receivers in that offense, I think year after year now we can see that we can get Tyler Lockett later. And if it's going to be a toss up of either of them being any good, why not just take the guy that you can get a little bit later in drafts? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think my bust. I've got uh, I've got my bust in redraft in dynasty best ball. If you're playing a one person league, I still think he's going to bust. Uh, Antonio Gibson. I've never really liked him. He's currently being drafted as the RB14 in redraft leagues, so he's a high end RB2. And I think if you're getting Gibson as your high end RB2 on your team, I just don't think it's going to turn out well. I think he finishes outside the top twenty. And the kicker is that he's being drafted high and he's young. So he's being drafted high in redraft and dynasty. I'm willing to bet he's being drafted higher than RB14 in dynasty right now as well. I'd, I'd bet he's an RB1 in dynasty. Uh, you've got the addition of Brian Robinson, who I like. Uh, McKissick returned. And it's just been all smoke from the coaching staff. Ron Rivera originally said that he's going to use him like Christian McCaffrey. And we've seen nothing like that. So uh, I've just been down on Gibson last year. I'm down on him this year. I think he just doesn't live up to it. I think he finishes. He might sneak in a backdoor RB2 finish, but again, I'm looking 20 to 24. So I, I think he's just going to bust where you're, take, where you're going to have to take him. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the signs, you know, I, I mean, as you said, actions speak louder than words. And Washington's actions have told us that they just don't really believe in Antonio Gibson. Um, and that's just another situation where I'm trying to, uh, that's an offense I'm really trying to stay away from overall. Agreed. Yeah, I'll second that. I mean, you know, rookie year and last year, he was the number 16 running back and number 17 running back um, in fantasy football PPR. Uh, And again, like you guys said, that you bring back J.D. McKissick and they actually sought him out after all the news about him going to the Bills broke out. And then, you know, obviously drafting Brian Robinson, uh, you know, that's a guy that can carry some load, too. So for a running back that's already only getting on the field for like 56 percent of snaps and then we're going to add more competition and seek out the running back who takes pass catching opportunities away and going to get J.D. McKissick. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, I don't know if there's a, a running back to position there for Gibson to move into. All right, so next, biggest surprise. So players people may be undervaluing, not thinking enough of. Uh, Taylor, where are we going here? Mine's going to be, I think, one of the biggest surprises just because of everything that's happened around him and with their team this year, last year, this offseason. It's Tua Tugavailoa. He is uh, far at the very end of a QB2 range. And I think with the addition of Tyree Kill, you've got Jalen Waddle coming off that great year, who is I think is still going to be good. You know, he should regress a little bit as well after a record rookie year with catches, but he's not going to disappear. You've got Tua, you've got Tyreek, you've got Mike Gusecki, who is just another year older, and we all know it still takes tight ends a while to get going. I think with those, everybody thinks that those two guys are going to do great, Tyreek and Waddle. So Tua's got to be great as well. If you if you're taking them where you're taking them. Then he's gonna he's gonna return your value twofold maybe I, I think he almost might crack into a QB one range not quite he's gonna be a very high end QB two for me um, I think they're gonna score a lot so touchdowns are gonna be big although they're hard to predict uh, I just like Tua this year I think that offense is gonna be really good <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a little nervous because you know as a Bills fan like the Dolphins added a lot of pieces uh, this offseason they have so much speed. On the offensive side now, you know, guys, as you, besides Tyreek, besides adding Tyreek, I mean, they added Chase Edmonds, they had Raheem Mostert, they had Cedric Wilson, who's got a lot of speed from Dallas. Um, So, Tua's got the weapons. I I think his fantasy value is ultimately going to come down to how, I think, how they do in the red zone, their red zone efficiency, because all of this speed, you know, teams are going to play off quite a bit yep. and make them work down the field. So how yeah, they'll get to the red zone. They w- yeah, they'll definitely get to the red zone, but what they do with that is ultimately going to determine uh, how effective Tua is. And he can also mm-hmm. move a little bit. Like Tua, you yeah. know, Tua's had some rushing. Yeah, I was going to say, don't discount the legs. Yeah, and definitely don't. He does have some injury, you know, injury history, but Tua can move. Yeah, yeah I think he's getting a little more comfortable now, but I like his outlook for this year. But are we are we not expecting Tua to take a step forward, especially with all the guys they've put around him? He has to. He has to. Yeah, right? he just uh, writing's on the wall for Tua. If it doesn't happen this year, then it's really never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fantasy and, fantasy community is still low on him though. So get on get on him now while you can. Well, 
I do, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of conversation about, you know, to his legs and this and that. And I, I agree he can he can move around. But, you know, 13 games played last year, 128 rushing yards. You're talking about a, a single fantasy point more per game. Um, and then in his rookie year, 10 games with 109. So you're talking about the same kind of 10 rushing yards per game. One more point, you know, this is where it comes into you talk about potentially being QB1. But if we're going to take guys that are rushing for 10 yards or less per game, you know, I, I can name a lot of guys in the NFL I'd I'd take above him. Um, but I also am, wasn't a huge Waddle fan in the first place, was a miss on that. Um, so maybe I'm just down on the Miami team. So I'll, uh, I'll, we'll wait to see what the, what the year has for us. Yeah, I'm kind of under the assumption that he was still favoring that, that college injury that he had. And that's kind of why he's been a little timid yep. throughout his career so far. But he's got the talent. He's yeah. got the talent. That's fair. Chris, what you got for biggest surprise player? I chose Tim Patrick, uh, Denver's Denver's third receiver. Um, I'm just getting I'm getting Antonio Brown vibes from 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 Tim Patrick this year. This guy does not drop passes. Um, he I think he's going to be Russell Wilson's security blanket this year, which which is a valuable valuable piece. I think this offense will be very efficient. Uh, Russell Wilson is also one of the most consistent um, end zone. Uh, target quarterbacks in in the league, so I think that means good things for for all uh-huh. of the Den, Denver uh, receivers. Uh, in terms of a surprise, I think people are talking about Sutton and they're talking about Judy, but not a lot of people are talking about Tim Patrick. I mean, all you have to do is go on Instagram and see how happy Tim Patrick is to meet Russell Wilson for the first time. So it's, it's phenomenal. You got to look at it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm getting a lot of Antonio Brown vibes from Tim Patrick. I think. For for the whole draft season, people will be able to get him at a significant discount, but he'll be valuable all year. Yep. I think you just got to remember to keep him on your mind because he's that guy you're in a draft and you're getting towards the end and you just see like, oh, uh, Tim Patrick, I guess I'll take him. So if, you, if you're keeping him on your mind, you're going to get him before everybody else. So you guys mentioned value. Got some value picks here. Uh, where are we going, Chris? I'm going Russell Gage. It just, I mentioned Antonio Brown before, um, and I guess I'm going to mention him again. You know, Russell Gage is is taking that Antonio Brown spot on the Buccaneers, and that's become more valuable than than ever with the Chris Godwin injury, with what seems like the departure of of Rob Gronkowski. Brady needs people to people to uh, to throw the ball to, um, besides Mike Evans. So. I think Russell Gage at, at his current current value um, will you know, will pay off down down the stretch. Yeah, especially with that Godwin injury. Russell Gage seemingly hasn't even moved up in ADP, even though everybody knows it's not a secret. Chris Godwin's going to miss a lot of the season to start. Probably going to be a pup candidate. So we'll see how many games he actually does miss. But yeah, Russell Gage. He could easily, easily gain that really nice rapport with Brady to start the season, get on his good side, and play a lot into the season. Big games, big catches. Could be a go-to guy. We'll see. Yeah, when you're talking wide receiver two to start the year in a Tom Brady offense, um, and again, you know, is Gronk going to be back? Is he not? Um, 
obviously that factors in, but you're talking about a guy right now on underdog, at least in best ball drafts, ADP of 145. So you're talking about 12th round getting yeah. the wide receiver two in a Tom Brady offense. Um, yeah, I'll I'm, take that. I'm, I'm all over that. So I agree with you. So uh, my value pick, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. I think this is a value pick year after year after year. And I feel like people just still don't <laughs> learn. Um, but it's Brandon Cooks, right? I, I don't think it matters who's playing quarterback for this guy. Um, he, he's just producing. I know we've had some concussions, injuries like that in the past, but it's just year in, year out. I can get Brandon Cooks as my wide receiver three, and he ends up being a wide receiver one or two by the end of the year. Uh, I will I will take that every day of the week. Yeah, I got a lot of I got a lot of crap from uh, Kane in our in our league last year for taking Brandon Cooks. I mean, he, he hated him, and I was like, all right, just watch. Cooks sat there, my wide receiver three, eight all season, loved him. I also don't think Davis Mills is all that bad. I think they're going to have a nice rapport this year. Not at all. Agreed. Agreed. And we know they're going to be losing, right? They're not going to win a ton of games. So they're going to have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that ball's going to be in the air. That plays into it, right? They're going to have to throw the ball. It is what it is. Um, so why not take the number one guy who has produced year after year? Um, mm-hmm. Taylor, what you got for a value? Oh, God. I am the conductor on the Juju Smith Schuster train. I have last year he got the injury, and even when doing startups in Dynasty, I was drafting him. He is still an unbelievable value, and I do not understand it. He, I think he's going to return and be that role that we saw him with the Steelers, having a phenomenal season. He's got Patrick Mahomes. I even picked him last year to go to the Chiefs this year, and that's why I was getting so much of him. I, I'm in right around 18 leagues, and I own him in 12. It's, it's unbelievable. You can draft him as a wide receiver four, and I think you're going to be able to use him as a wide receiver two. Uh, people are seeing the addition of Sky Moore and Justin Ross, and they're like, "Oh, I don't, you know, they're pumping the brakes a little bit." MVS, brick hands, MVS. Uh, it, it's going to be an unbelievable. I, I don't even know what to say. He's going to be an unbelievable value. Trust me. Pick him when you see him there as your wide receiver three, wide receiver four, and just thank me later. Yeah, you know, I look back at when he was healthy, you know, we're talking 2020, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, whatever kind of quarterback he was at the time, but 16 games played, nine receiving touchdowns, um, you know, and ended up as a wide receiver too. So with where he's being drafted and we're talking about Patrick Mahomes being his quarterback instead of Ben Roethlisberger, um, you know, I'm I'm still kind of skeptical, but part of that is we just haven't seen him play a full season um since you know 2020 and and so it it makes me nervous and again i think anytime you get all these moving pieces into an offense right you're talking sky moore's new marquez valdez scantling is new um it's just how do all these guys fit together where's the ball going to go from patrick mahomes but like you said with where he's being drafted and the potential there for touchdowns in a patrick mahomes offense i i can't fault you with that one yeah i would take juju as my as my wide receiver two this year all day all day all right moving on um we'll start working through these a little bit quicker but overvalued pick who is going too high that we just might not be a fan of taylor kick us off oh you guys close your ears on this albert O, denver tight end i just don't like him I, i think he's just being way overvalued simple as that stop drafting him so high call it a day that's it that's all i gotta say yeah i really don't understand the the Alberto hype. You know, he's at he's at best the fourth 
receiving option on on his team. And they also just mm-hmm. drafted a uh, Greg Dolchich. So they're, they're obviously not that yeah. committed to to Albert O. Stop taking Albert O. I like him. He's an athlete. Russell Wilson made Gerald <laughs> Everett look good. I'll uh, I'll roll with Albert O. And again, you don't know where the ball is going to go. Um, so the odds that an athletic tight end lined up against linebackers and you've got a guard, you know, you got to cover all their wide receivers. So Albert O could have some opportunity there. But moving forward, mm-hmm. Chris, what you got? Overvalued pick. My overvalued pick is Zeke Elliott. Um, the main reason is Tony Pollard. I think Tony. This this could be the the Tony Pollard year. I think people are going to continue to draft Zeke as a top 10 running back expecting production that he had years ago, but I Dallas O-line, I don't think it is what it used to be. I think they need a, a fresher, more fire uh, explosive back and Tony Pollard is that guy, so I think people are going to reach on Zeke this year. Is Since he came into the league, his rushing yards per game has gone down every single season. I think it was at 53.8 last year. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Uh, I most likely will have no shares of Zeke this year. I've been a uh, Tony Pollard fan since day one. Um, You know, Memphis just churns out running backs that nobody knows who they are, and then they end up being good in the NFL. Um, And one of the worst things Dallas could have done was pay Zeke all that money. Just let let it let it roll. Let Tony Pollard take the reins and and keep it moving forward. Um, So Taylor, I'm going to pick on one of your biggest surprises here. My overvalued pick, Jalen Waddle in Miami. Um, You know. You're talking about a guy that was one of the only options last year in that offense. Um, and then you're going to bring in someone like Tyreek Hill. Uh, they paid Chase Edmonds a lot of money, who is a pass catching back. You know, there are going to be opportunities for Edmonds to catch passes out of the backfield rather than some of those short throws that we saw go to Jalen Waddle. Um, and again, I'm, I'm still just kind of skeptical about Tua and the productivity and how all of that is going to shake out. And Again, it's not that I don't like the player. It's just where he's being drafted and the hype that started probably before the Tyreek Hill uh, stuff came into play. You know, he's still being drafted really highly. Um, And so I think we need to start tempering expectations on Waddle in Miami. Um, I hear you. So breakout player this year. Where are we going here, guys? I actually actually switched my, my breakout player Today, I've been bullish on J.K. Dobbins for, for a while, um, but I just just not sure about Baltimore anymore. So I went in the Packers direction, and I chose Alan Lazard. Um, if Lazard can stay healthy for a full season, I mean, he he could very well be a wide receiver one. You know, we've seen what Devonte Adams and Jordy Nelson and all these guys can do as as Rogers' top target. So. If Lazard can stay healthy, we know he has the relationship with Rodgers. Um, he could he could explode this year. Love it, Lazard King. Lazard King yeah. <laughs> All I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you can take a wide receiver tied to Aaron Rodgers again, somebody that could get volume, you you got to be happy about it. Um, my breakout player, I'm going to go with another guy coming off injury. I think you guys know I've been a lover of Cam Akers. Um, again, just based on talent, right? And he's going to be in a good offense. Um, you know, I think they showed last year already they weren't going to commit to Henderson being the guy, bringing in Sony Michelle, splitting carries there. Uh, and Cam Akers, in the time he came back from tearing his Achilles, uh, is just kind of superhuman. Uh, so good athlete. 
on a good offense. They weren't committed to Henderson because they brought in Sony Michelle, who's now gone as well. Um, so, so I'm a roll with Acres this year in in LA. Said my piece on Acres across many leagues. I do not like him. I lied earlier when I said if there's one person I don't want listening, it's Zach Wilson. The second person is Cam Akers. I, I think I'll just always not like Cam Akers. I don't think I'll ever be able to get over the hump. But he just doesn't. He just. I mean, he had a few games, a good games before he got injured and. That's it. I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me. This is recorded and will be out there, so all of you can come back and tell me that I was right and that Taylor was wrong hey, on Cam Akers. Post it everywhere. Post it everywhere, baby. All right, Taylor, give us yours then. All right, let it be known, and you guys know this, this was before the trade. I had Rashad Bateman locked in as my breakout player on the Ravens, and I am sticking with him. I think it's still a good pick. I think it's still a legit pick to say that he'll break out. Because technically we haven't seen a lot from him, so he could still go either way. Uh, even with all those vacated targets, he's going to step into that role. Uh, I love Mark Andrews. Like I said earlier, Lamar Jackson wants to throw the ball more. Rashad Bateman is going to be a, a receiver of that product. So I, I think Rashad Bateman just steps into a bigger role. I, mean, I could even see him stepping into the Hollywood Brown role. Uh, I think Bateman works a little more underneath than Hollywood did. But he can stretch the field as well. So I, I love Bateman as my breakout player this year. I think he gets it done. I think Rashad Bateman is a is a great choice. Um, we just, you know, we need to see what Baltimore's offense is going to look like without Hollywood Brown. Like, will they go run heavy again with, with their running backs uh, returning from injury? But Rashad Bateman, they, they kind of, the Ravens just need him to break out as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they, they have to have it. Yeah, they have to have it. Got to have somebody step up there other than Mark Andrews in the receiving realm. Um, but I'm a I'm a big Bateman fan. I think he was a good prospect coming out. Uh, now it's time to kind of let him let him loose. Uh, yeah. Rookie of the year. Where are we going here? A lot of lot of talk right now about the rookies. How much playing time they're going to get? How they're going to beat out everybody else on their rosters, even though they're rookies? Uh, where are we looking? I've got I've got my guy. I've cooled off a little bit on him. Uh, I think I had him as my rookie wide receiver two. I think I backed him up to three, but Traylon Burks in Tennessee. They traded A.J. Brown. They took this guy immediately. I think they're going to immediately be looking for him to fill that role. So they're just going to get him targets. I think he's easily going to get over 100 targets this year. Uh, it, it, no chance he gets under 100 total touches. He lined up out of the backfield in college quite a bit. Uh, I think it was 12% of the time he lined up in the backfield. So they're just going to look to get this guy the ball, especially with easing Derrick Henry back into the game, who I'm going to mention later. Uh, they're just going to get Traylon Burks the ball. He's going to score points. He's going to be good for you th this year. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with just sheer volume, right, for Traylon mm -hmm. Burks. That's, yeah, that's, that's all I'm banking on. Talent plus all volume is a, is a good sign. Exactly, exactly. Do you, think, do you guys think he'll have Justin Jefferson-like production? His rookie year. Uh, that's it, tough it, to call. Historic rookie season? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's tough to call. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't think it happens. I think we see a small shade of that just because of the targets, but uh, I think he'll be decent. He could sneak into the wide receiver two range, I'd say, this year. Uh, my my of the year choice is Chris Olave, the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. I, I just think he's going to be thrust in kind of like Trey Lumberg's, into that wide receiver two role. I, I'm a big fan of Jameis Winston. Um, I, I, think he's, I think he's come into his own in New Orleans. Before, before he got hurt, he led the Saints to a 5-2 and two record. And I think they need Olave to be just another possession guy 
before Jameis, a safety net. Um, and I'm also just not 100% sure how Michael Thomas is going to, to uh, you know, produce at the level that he produced at a few years ago. So I think Olave is, is going to surprise a lot of people. And I th- also think Jameis will surprise a lot of people this year. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I like Jameis. I do. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen Jameis put up ridiculous numbers before. Um, we all know turnovers and everything, but we're not worried about that when we have his wide receivers as much. Um, and like you said, what's Michael Thomas going to look like? What's the situation with Kamara as far as his legal issues, suspension? You know, how's that going to look? Obviously, that would probably change the way they approach their game plans. So Olave could look at even more volume there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going cop out here, right? I'm, I'm going Brees Hall. You know, I'm, I'm taking the talent. Uh, again, I think the Jets have upgraded at the offensive line. You know, there, I think there's the concern of Michael Carter taking away some some passing down touches there. But if that offense takes the next step forward and you can give this guy just the workload as the starting running back, um, he's just so freaking talented. Uh, so that's that's what I'm leaning on for that pick. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of volume for sure. Yeah. All right, undrafted player of the year. Guys that aren't going to go in fantasy drafts, but we think are going to going to show up. My- I got Alec Pierce, uh, Indianapolis. Simple as that. Who are they going to throw the ball to? Michael Pittman. Is Paris Campbell healthy? Nobody knows. He doesn't even know. I think Alec Pierce is, is eventually going to step up into that role and have some good usable fantasy football weeks. He's going to be that waiver wire pickup that somebody might get Week three, week four, early on, someone's going to take a shot, and then dividends are going to pay off later in the year when they need a fill-in guy for bye weeks. I do love Alec Pierce. I think that's a that's an awesome, awesome pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll come down to Matt Ryan, though. You know how how consistent will Matt Ryan be during the season? Yeah, it's tough to tell. I hope he's MVP candidate, Matt Ryan, for my pick sake. <laughs> yeah. Well, then the Colts are going to be Super Bowl contenders this year if we get that. That might ride. Kane would love that. Yeah, I pick. I pick Trey Lance. Um, this is this is really for one quarterback leagues. I, I think Lance will go undrafted in a lot of leagues just because people are are unsure of of him. Like in one quarterback leagues, like I'll take a Trey on Trey Lance in like the fourteenth or fifteenth round, ev- like every single time, just because of his running ability. I know he. He did show signs of inaccuracy um, last year, but fantasy perspective, if he's getting those rushing yards and he's, he's, if the 49ers are scoring points, he's going to be a big part of that, especially if he's starting all 17 games this year. So I love He'll be usable. You'll be usable for sure. If you are in a draft with me, Trey Lance will not be undrafted. So that's that's all I have to say on that pick. I, I agree with you. Um, for mine, write that down. Write that down. Yes, write it down. Um, for mine, I'm sticking with the New York Jets, if you guys have not sensed a theme here. Uh, so I'm going to go Braxton Berrios. Um, you know, I think this is definitely someone that will go undrafted. And it's somebody that is going to be able to play, you know, that, that Hunter Renfro ro- uh, position for – uh, Zach Wilson, you know, we've seen Derek Carr is Derek Carr out of the realm of possibility for Zach Wilson as far as performance goes. Uh, maybe this year with all the weapons and adding Devontae Smith, yes, but I could see something like that where he just doesn't have the options downfield. And instead of dumping it off to a back, he's either going to take off and run or he's going to try to find Barrios somewhere short uh, to, re- to release some of that pressure. Um, so Braxton Barrios, undrafted, he'll be out there. You can pick him up off the waiver wire. 
Oh, I bet. He is definitely going to be in a lot of waiver wires. Yes. yes but like you said, he should be a, a good bye week guy for some of your teams. So especially if you're playing like three wide receiver leagues, he's going to be usable. Yep. That's for sure. And and even if you think the Jets aren't going to be good, right? It's just like the Houston take, you know, they're going to be throwing the ball then. Uh, so, exactly. so why not? Why not take the cheapest wide receiver on the team who's going to play that slot role and could potentially get yep. goal line looks if they get down there? Yep. All right. The new West. West new, the new West. Well. Yes, there we go. All right, best game, most points in a single game this year. Where are we going? Oh, this hurts to say, and I've got his jersey now retired in the rafters hanging above me on my wall. I've got Devontae Adams, former Packer, now Raider. Derek Carr loves to lock into receivers some games. He's even done it with Renfro. Most, mostly we see with Waller. I mean, he gets, what, 15 targets a game sometimes? If Devontae Adams gets 15 targets a game, we've seen what he can do. He's going to put up... 160 for two or three, uh, something around 45 to 50 fantasy points that week, especially if he's catching 13 balls in a PPR league. That'll, I think that gets it done. Devontae Adams is really good at football. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. You've got a pretty good wide receiver for your pick, too, though, Chris. Who you got? I've got Jamar Chase this year. I think, I think the Bengals offense, as hard as it may be to believe, I think the Bengals offense is going to take a step forward this year. Their improved offensive Ooh. line. Um, being able to protect Joe Burrow, and we've seen what Jamar Chase can do. You just have to look at the Ravens game, I think, in week, week 16 last year. He had like 8 for 201 and 3 touchdowns or something along those lines. Like, this dude can ball out, and he's Joe's guy. Yep. So, I think Jamar Chase will have some, some kind of 10, 10 receptions, 200-yard, 3 Three touchdown game, and I think that'll be the best fantasy game of the year. Yeah, hey, he did it last year 55.6 points with 266 yards and three tutties. So I could see him doing it again. Yeah, I think if you can just pick a wide receiver in the league and say that guy has a chance to make big plays and three of them are big touchdowns, it's it's probably Chase. Um, yeah, so mine's going to be a mine's going to be a throwback here. So a healthy Christian McCaffrey this year, um, going to score the most points. You know, I, I think we've just seen he's a guy that. Other people just can't do what he does. Um, catching the ball out of the backfield, rushing with the football, um, and again in that offense, what what are they going to do? You know, are we trusting Darnold or Corral or whatever band aid they have out there at quarterback to help move the ball up and down the field without Christian McCaffrey being involved? Um, I'm a big DJ Moore fan, but as far as the offense goes, it's going to have to go through CMC. Yep. All right, midseason gym guys, who are we looking out for? I'm going to piggyback off of Chris, though. Uh, I think you both get both of you guys mentioned it. Tony Pollard. I think Zeke's uh, yards per game keeps going down. Sad to say, I have way too many shares of Zeke. Uh, continuously trying to move him, but Tony Pollard. I, I think he gets it somewhere in the middle of the season. They were clamoring for him to be gone last year because, but they can't because of his contract. So they couldn't get rid of him, or it looked so bad on Jerry Jones, who we all love. And I think Tony Pollard just takes it away from him somewhere halfway through the season. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah I second everything. Anything Tony Pollard, I am I am on board with. Chris, what you got for the the midseason gem? My my midseason gem is also a Dallas Cowboy. It is Michael Gallup. I think when he comes back from from injury, it's going to be like week six or week seven. He's the Dallas needs a wide receiver too. He's he's going to be that guy. They paid him to be that guy. So I think that 
that he will he will make a big impact on rosters for the second half of fantasy seasons. Agreed. Agreed there. Um, so I'm going to go Matt Ryan. Um, you know, I think we, we see things shake out with quarterbacks. I'm going to call two out that we've already talked about, but two and Zach say you've got them on your roster. They're struggling. You need, you need to look somewhere else. Um, you know, look, look to Matt Ryan. I think consistency is something we've seen with Matt Ryan throughout his career when he's had, you know, options at wide receiver. And you're talking about an offense that's going to be consistent you've got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield Michael Pittman you know we already talked about Alec Pierce as a potential really good player here Naheem Hines in the backfield catching passes that can help move the ball down the field help Matt Ryan out as far as numbers go so if you need a cheaper quarterback that is going to be on a good offense an offense that's going to be able to move the ball uh, you know somebody somebody to take a look at Uh yeah a lot of talk about Kane's team this year Kane will be very happy I hate it (laughs) <laughs> so looking at a, a trade for target guys as we get into the year so with mine my focus kind of being best ball uh and and dfs i'm going to kind of dip out of this but for the two of you who are going to be your trade for targets either going into the season or as the season gets started chris i know you're headed out the door so you go ahead and take this one first my trade for target is devonta smith i know he's gonna he's gonna dip a bit because of the aj brown side think this offense is just really about to explode and people are going to draft AJ Brown high. I think Burks is going to get a push. I know people like Miles Sanders, but I think we're all forgetting Devonta Smith and also Dallas Goddard as well. Um, so I think Smith is going to blow up a few weeks in and people. Are, so I, I love Devonta Smith and I still love the Alabama connection between Burks and Smith. Yeah, yeah, I like that call. He's he's basically he's almost an afterthought with AJ Brown going there. He's not the flashy pick anymore. My uh my trade for target is a weird one because you won't think of him right off the bat, but I've got Derek Henry, King Henry himself. I think they're going to start off slow with him. I mean, he was on pace for 430 carries I think last season before he got injured. And I know he came back at the end of last season, but I still think they start him slow. Uh, people are going to be like, oh, Derrick Henry's losing a step, blah, blah, blah. I'm not listening to any of it. I think around week four, you should be able to get uh, a decent deal on Derrick Henry than what you might be able to get if he's playing at his normal Derrick Henry self. It's still going to cost a lot, but if you're looking to get that top-tier running back, Derrick Henry is going to be the guy you're going to look for. Derek if you're Henry. competing in Dynasty for a championship this year, do it. If you're not, please yeah. don't trade for Derrick Henry in a Dynasty. Right? No. <laughs> No. Um, so getting into most owned player um, on championship teams, I will tell you with my best ball rosters right now, the guy that I have down is one of my most owned players. Um, and that's that's Chase Edmonds. Uh, so we're talking about a back that, at least for me, I can get way after um, pretty much any other starting running back out there, except for maybe whoever ends up the starter in Houston. Right. Um, and you're talking about a guy that is a pass catcher and you know taylor i'm going to roll with you the offense is going to be better that means more plays more opportunities more touchdowns um you know i was a big chase Edmonds fan in uh, arizona last year and so the fact that they paid him money you know his competition is raheem mostert you know can he stay healthy and even if they split carries um edmonds is the pass catching guy out of the backfield um so so i'm going to roll with him this year as a Again, a running back you can get late uh, that could make a huge difference on your fantasy team this year. Yeah, he's going to get the ball quite a bit. 
I do like Chase Edmonds. I, I, I am a little worried, though, about the potential timeshare, though, with Raheem Mostert and, uh, and I guess Miles Gaskin still exists. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we saw the. I try to forget. I try to forget. I think we saw the non-commitment to Miles Gaskin Gaskin play yeah. in. You know, this offseason. you bring yeah. in Mostert and you bring in Chase Edmonds. Um, as much yeah, as Miles Gaskin is almost empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. One. There we go. Um, but it's you know, I, I think we saw their non-committal there. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm I'm rolling with Edmonds. Yeah. All right, Chris, what you got? Um. Uh, Mine is Travis Kelsey. I just I want to go back to the Mark Andrews MVP discussion we have about you know having an elite tight end make, just makes a huge difference in a championship roster. So Travis Kelsey is he's going to be a target monster this year. Like there's just no doubt about it. Like Juju, like I love him as a breakout, but let's we all know who Mahomes' guy is, and Kelsey is going to have a monster monster year this year. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's going to be a good pick. You're, you're going to have to get him early, but he's going to return dividends no matter what. Yeah, yeah. volume in a Patrick Mahomes offense. I'm I'm good with that. And then uh, you know, Taylor, go ahead and and finish it off. I I don't think Chris or I had repeats on this, but we'll let you get away with this one. Yep, we are finishing where we started. My most owned player on championship teams. He's going to repeat Mark Andrews. Uh, like I said earlier, he's 20% owned last year on all championship teams. I, I think it might even be higher this year just because he's going to be drafted just a little bit higher. Um, it's it's going to be too easy. You know, Mark Andrews is going to have a great year with with Lamar Jackson again, and he's going to win you weeks. You're going to be able to get him behind tight ends like Travis Kelsey, probably George Kittle because he's healthy now. So for where you're getting him as a top-tier tight end, he's going to be a quote-unquote steal. Yeah, Mark Mark Andrews again. I it just you repeat it over and over again. He he's my tight end one. Um, again, without yeah. Hollywood being there, it opens up just more receptions. So if they do want to open it up, Lamar throw more. Uh, Mark Andrews is the number one beneficiary there. Um, exactly. So that's it. All the superlatives have been handed out. Uh, we got a lot still coming. We've got rankings coming down the road. Uh, next show oh, yes. will be divisional breakdowns. We're going to start with the NFC, specifically the South Division. Uh, go through consequential players there. We're going to look at depth charts, um, things that we could see happening. Uh, you know, I'm sure my beloved Panthers will be involved, and we won't talk about. Oh much yeah, we get to talk about your boys except for maybe two players there, and then nothing else <laughs> matters. So, um, if you guys like our superlatives, if you hate them, come find us. QC underscore fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know what your thoughts are, and we'll have a good back and forth throughout the season. Uh, and I am a betting man, so we will see which ones of us are right, which ones of us are wrong. Uh, so join us next time. Uh, Taylor, you got anything for the people before we go? Oh, it's a big episode today. We got some, we got a lot of big content coming, so I'm excited for uh, episodes to come. Be sure to stay tuned, stay on top of it. Let's get after it. All right. Thank you for tuning in. This is QC Fantasy. Chris, lost Chris his, halfway through that. Yeah, did Chris? I think he own? did. That was impressive. <laughs> he did for sure. I, I noticed it. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, just the voice change. Yes, he was quite I noticed the it. voice change, but I, I didn't sense anything else as far as like losing him anywhere. So that was that was. Yeah, I don't know how he joined on his phone, but didn't leave first and then joined back. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was really I, weird. I thought we would have gotten like some feedback if he did that. Too. I know. Um, He's too quick with. Yeah, good.